from the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. G'day, I'm Graham VK4 Double B, and this is the WIA National News for week commencing April 18. International Marconi Day. Next Saturday, April 24, Hornsby and District Amateur Radio Club will be one of the select few world clubs officially celebrating a very significant event. Over the Sea to Ireland and the Howth Matello Radio Group and the North Dublin Radio Group will also join in. All these stations, plus others, will be celebrating International Marconi Day. The IMD award station from the Martello Tower in Howth will use the call sign EI0MAR. The Martello Tower houses a vintage radio museum. The Cornish Radio Club organises this annual event and details of the awards and a list of award stations is available on the web. Golf Bravo 4 MBP and Golf Bravo 0 MD will be on the air April 22nd as part of International Marconi Day activities. The first will be on air from the Lizard in Cornwall and the second station from Kent. But to VK and thanks to Hornsby's Julian Shortland, Paul Latter, VK2CPL, joins WIA National News. Next Saturday, 24th of April, is International Marconi Day. Members of the Hornsby and Districts Amateur Radio Club will be operating VK2IMD on a range of HF bands. Operation commences at 10am Eastern Time, this being the beginning of the UTC day and continues for 24 hours. Haddock takes part due to their proximity to the Fisk House in Warunga, where the first direct radio message from Britain was received. It was sent by Marconi from his station near Carnarvon in North Wales on behalf of Australian Prime Minister Billy Hughes. Further information is available on the GB4 IMD website. For VK1 WIA News, this is Paul Latter, VK2 CPL. Thanks, Paul. And, of course, if you do work that VK station, QSL to Post Office Box 362, Hornsby, New South Wales. Club supporting the centenary, the WIA Centenary Committee has inducted three more events which are now officially WIA-supported centenary activities. The Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club, southeast of Melbourne, in association with the Kuirup Historical Society, will, from the 16th to the 18th of June, reenact the first wireless press messages between the United Kingdom and Australia, taking place in 1921. GGREC President Chris Chapman, VK3QB, tells us this event will also recognise the contribution that the local community made to those early days of pioneering and advancement of our country, delivered by wireless telegraphy. Another event is the 35th annual Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club Field Day at Port Macquarie, June 12-13. to Club President Henry, VK2ZHE, has also advised that this year it's the club's 40th anniversary year. The third event is the Radioactive Amateur Radio Award for Scouts in July. Scouts Australia Jota Jotai coordinator Bob Bristow, VK6POP, says it's recognised that the WIA played a key enabling role to deliver the new era of amateur radio, including the Foundation Licence, which has resulted in a substantial increase in the number of amateur radio scouts. In appreciation, the scouts will actively support the WIA centenary with the Radioactive Amateur Radio Award. The aim is to make contact with other scouts and also to seek out contacts with a special centenary call sign, VK100WIA. Hams across Australia. 
And one ham who has walked across Australia is Jeff Johnson, VK4XJJ, who walked across from south to north, golf to golf. VK4BAT Trevor Tag has more on Jeff Johnson. He had a daily sked with Roger, VK4BNQ on 40 metres, and made several sat phone radio interviews with ABC Radio and our own WIA news producer, Graham, VK4BB. Well, Jeff has another little walk planned, but this time it's from east to west right across Australia. The Royal Flying Doctor Service has approached Jeff to complete this huge fundraising walk on their behalf. They'll be providing support along the way, and the Gympie Communications and Electronics Group will be Jeff's official East Coast amateur radio contact station. The walk is being planned to commence early April 2011. With anticipated radio and TV coverage, Jeff's walk will once again raise money and awareness for a good cause and help to promote and demonstrate amateur radio. Also helping to promote and demonstrate amateur radio is the Port Stephens Amateur Radio Club, where members will be operating a portable station under the call club sign VK2AOJ at Fort Scratchley in Newcastle on Anzac Day, April 25, between 12.30 and 3.30 local VK2 time. Fort Scratchley has a long and rich history. It has reopened to the public in 2008 after being restored to its former glory and now attracts thousands of visitors each year. A team of dedicated volunteers maintain the site's many exhibits and provide guided tours of the fort. The fort has guarded the entrance to Newcastle Harbour for nearly 200 years and is famous for becoming the only coastal fortification to fire on an enemy naval vessel. On the night of 7th and 8th of June 1942, the battery's six-inch guns fired two salvos at a Japanese submarine that had bombarded Newcastle with about two dozen shells. The Port Stephens Amateur Radio Club group will be taking the opportunity to promote amateur radio and the fort to the visiting public. They have produced a QSL card for the occasion and this will be exchanged with all contacts. Well, probably more than one card, so they just won't... Keep on exchanging the same card to make sure you listen out for that Port Stephens Amateur Radio Group on Anzac Day, April 25. VK3. Moorabbin and District Amateur Radio Club's Hamfest will be held at Brentwood Secondary College, Glen Waverley, Saturday, May 8, and doors open at 10. The Moorabbin Radio Group's annual Hamfest is said to be Victoria's biggest, and this year will be no exception with displays and sales of new and pre loved equipment a must-come, must-see event for everybody interested in radio communications and electronics. Major door prizes, free tea and coffee, light refreshments and a sausage sizzle also on offer. Trader table bookings and general inquiries can be made now by emailing Graham Lewis, VK3GL. Chris Chapman, VK3QB, President of Gippsland's Gate Radio and Electronics Club that we mentioned earlier, reminds one and all of the 2010 Hamfest, July 17 at 10. To book a table or find out more, check out their website. VK4 and Brisbane Amateur Radio Club will hold Barkfest on Saturday, May 8 at the Mount Cravat Showgrounds, 9.30am. Les Parker, VK4SO, is Barkfest organiser. And from VK4 to VK5... The 40-metre relay from South Australia will shift from 7.140 to 7.135 kHz lower sideband. The VK5 40-metre relay commences at 9am Central Standard Time, which is 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on Sunday morning on 7.135 lower sideband. This is Trevor VK5ATQ for 1WIA. 
Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In South Australia's Riverland, listen for the broadcast every Sunday evening at 8pm local time on repeater VK5RLD 147.925. I'm Andy, VK5 Lima Alpha. Is your amateur radio station EME compliant? The operation of all amateur stations must comply with electromagnetic emission or EME limits. An important part of this compliance is an annual Australia-wide audit of amateur licensees. The ACMA writes to randomly selected amateur stations. The average amateur station will easily comply and requires only a self-assessment of compliance. It becomes more complicated if you use higher power and gain antennas on the VHF, UHF or microwave bands. All radio amateurs are expected to be aware of these requirements and apply them as responsible users of the radio spectrum. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Popper Victor, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Save Analog Radio Campaign, a UK national campaign to maintain traditional analog broadcast radio for everyday listening and for use in times of national emergencies, is trying to spring up. The pressure is on to replace traditional analog radio broadcasting with digital audio broadcasting DAB radio. Indeed, the UK government has provisionally set 2015 as the date when the worldwide standard frequency modulation FM services are to disappear from 87.5 to 108 MHz VHF FM band to be replaced with DAB radio transmissions. Eventually, the analogue services on long waves, 198 kHz, and medium waves, 500 kHz to 1.6 MHz, will also be replaced by digital transmissions. But one would wonder at this backward step to save thin-sounding FM, and at worst, crackly 4 kHz AM. Next, someone will come up with wanting to use CW or even the use of 500KC. But if you do want to know more, you can contact Contact Rob, G3XFD. Oh, and Rob is actually Dr. Rob B. Mannion, the editor of Practical Wireless Magazine. IRTS 78th AGM. The 78th Annual General Meeting of the Irish Radio Transmitter Society will be hosted by the Dundalk Amateur Radio Society over the weekend of the 24th and 25th of April. If you're lucky enough to be visiting the Emerald Isle, the venue will be Fairways Hotel, Dundalk Coluth. USA BPL, once touted as the most successful BPL deployment in the nation, the city of Manassas has decided to get out of the BPL business once and for all. At a special meeting on Monday, April 5th, the Manassas City Council, acting on a recommendation from the Manassas Utilities Commission, unanimously voted to discontinue broadband over Powerline Internet service as of July 1, 2010 to the approximately 520 residents and businesses who subscribe to the service. These customers were told they have three months to find a new internet service provider. According to Manassas City Clerk Andrea Madden, there was no discussion on the resolution to discontinue service and the motion was passed without incident. Ham Radio is growing. National Public Radio says that Ham Radio is alive and well, and it's even produced a segment of its All Things Considered program to prove it. Amateur Radio Newsline's Norm Seeley, KI7UP, has more. 
Ham radio is far from the dying hobby that the naysayers claim it to be, one that only a few years ago was being touted by the techno blogs alongside 35mm film and home videotape as technologies slated to quickly disappear. Well, National Public Radio says that the bloggers were wrong because there are now nearly 700,000 U.S. citizens who have their ham licenses. NPR says that number is up by some 60% since 1981, and says NPR, that number is growing. The NPR story quotes Alan Werner. He's an analyst at the technology research firm Gertner & Associates. Werner says that while ham radio will never have the sex appeal of the iPhone, it does have a certain level of what he terms nerd appeal. Werner also explains growth in our specialized communications interests in this way. He says that if it creates its own experience, that's really what the key is. Conversely, if it emulates an experience that you can get online, it's never going to grow. The report concludes by noting that even the most die-hard hams admit that amateur radio will never be a mainstream hobby. But says National Public Radio, people are still discovering the joy of communicating with the technology of amateur radio, a technology that has existed for nearly a century. Still enjoying ham radio in Scottsdale, Arizona, I'm Orm Seeley, KI7UP, reporting for Amateur Radio Newsline. More on that story when you read the text edition and follow links at wia.org.au. Weird and wonderful. Low energy light bulbs that take control of your TV. Some feared it must have been a problem with their remote. Others suspected ghostly goings on. But when TV viewers complained their sets were changing channel by themselves, few could have guessed the real culprit, their light bulbs. Low energy bulbs can make your television turn over the station at random, according to customers. Among the first to spot the problem were UK cable customers, Alistair and Emma Clements. They rang their supplier Virgin Media and were told the problem could be because of the Philips low energy light bulb fitted near Nearby. But while changing it helped, the couples say the channel still flips from time to time, even though the nearest low-energy bulb is now in another room. Experts say infrared light from modern fluorescent bulbs can be mistaken by electrical equipment for commands from its remote. They warn that while moving or changing the offending device usually solves the problem, the proliferation of gadgets in homes increases the likelihood of such interference. Traditional bulbs produce infrared too, but because they don't flicker like some fluorescent bulbs, there's no danger to interference with electrical equipment. This weird and wonderful occurrence is kind of akin to the problem my next door neighbour had soon after he had a pacemaker installed. Every time I changed TV stations, he'd start doing cartwheels around the lounge. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In New South Wales, it can be heard on various frequencies from 160 metres to 23 centimetres. From VK2WI, Dural at 10am every Sunday. I'm Eric, VK2VE. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Operational news, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special events and on-air contest column, Dateline 2010. April 24, Harry Angel Memorial Sprint. April 30 to May 6, Westlake CQ Repeater Contest. May 8, WIA BK Trans-Tasman 80 metres phone. May 15 and 16, NZART sinks the shield. 
June 12, WIAVK Trans Tasman 160 metres phone. June 12 and 13, WIA worked all VK shires. June 19 and 20, WIA winter VHF UHF field day. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX and net advice. Celebrating Mexico's independence. Word that the Mexican Federal Telecommunications has authorised the use of the special 4B prefix for Mexican stations throughout the year of 2010. The use of this prefix is to celebrate the bicentennial of Mexico's independence and the centennial of the Mexican Revolution. As part of Women on the Air 2010 activities, Anki PB7XYL will activate special call sign PB88XYL until April 30th. QSL via the Bureau or Direct. GB0BMT will be on the air on the 17th of April between 10 hours and 15 hours from the Birkenhead Masonic Temple as part of their open day. GB2AGM will be on the air from the RSGB-AGM in Bedford on the 17th of April. GB0GAF will be on the air from Warwickshire for the Great Alney Festival 20th of April. Vietnam de-expedition, very rare iota. An international group of operators are now active as 3W6C from Conco Island, AS185, until April the 18th. Media Watch. Groups presenting this WIA National News Service. April the 25th, VK7, REAST, NZAC Weekend. May the 23rd, VK1, CRARC, promoting CRARC and WIA AGM. May the 30th, VK100WIA. WIA directors join a live outside broadcast from Canberra. From Maryborough and Queensland to Victoria and the Arctic, WIA News is disseminated through the non-licensed EQSO stroke PMR system. Relay from transmission on Channel 14 UHF CB in Maryborough. Kathy has the inside information. Ray, VK4TPT. Van, VK4VAN. And Bob, VK4FNBL of Maribor Electronics and Radio Group Inc. have put their heads together over a quick sketch by Ray with soldering irons in hand, creating a number of homebrew interfaces, which also can be used to provide service on Echolink. A cross-section of call-ins achieved over the past 12 months demonstrates the widespread popularity of the service and includes RF links in Nova Scotia, Ottawa, Osaka, Patras in Greece, Bunbury WA, London, Mudgee, New South Wales, Bendigo and the Latrobe Valley in Victoria, with listeners on their PCs in locations including Spitsbergen in the Arctic, New York, Germany and Ireland. If you are interested yourself or know anyone becoming interested in amateur radio who would like to hear the WIA news, follow these easy steps. Enter. AU6PER into the favoured search engine and download client software. Those handy with a soldering iron might then go on to make a PC radio interface for use with the gateway software, also available on this site. Merge has Ray, Van and Bob working towards an article containing information on the interface in use for publication in AR Magazine. From the Maribor Electronics and Radio Group, this is Cathy, VK4KJ, 
back to the newsroom. From the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Wireless weather, solar windstorm hits Earth. In propagation news, what's described as a sharp gust of solar wind hit Earth's magnetosphere on Monday, April 5 at approximately 0800 UTC, sparking the strongest geomagnetic storm of the year. According to spaceweather.com, the event registered 7 on the 0 to 9K index scale of magnetic disturbances. Although the storm was subsiding by Wednesday morning, April 7, it was not over and high-latitude sky watchers were told to remain alert for the possibility of aurora propagation. Intruder Watch, Enforcement Zone and the RSGB say cable operators in Germany have been encouraged to improve their systems. The Cologne Administrative Court has rejected an action brought by a German cable company against the auction of 800 megahertz for wireless networks, saying that if the cable operator was afraid of interference, they could take action to improve their cable system. The Deutsche Amateur Radio Club views the ruling positively since it will encourage cable operators to upgrade leaky cable systems as well as stopping the pickup of any 800 megs transmissions it should also reduce the interference that leaky cable systems cause to we radio amateurs across australia from vk1 wia you're tuned to the wia national news service in victoria it can be heard through the amateur radio victoria vk3 bwi broadcast network each Sunday at 10.30am and 8pm on the two metre repeaters VK3RMM at Mount Macedon and VK3RML Mount Daninong, plus the 80, 40 and 30 metre bands. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor. Worldwide special interest groups and a double dose of Rewind, up and coming on VK1WIA. Hi, I'm Robert, VK3DN. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ATV. News from the Brisbane Digital ATV Club. ATV Repeater VK4RKC at Ocean View is now transmitting digital ATV on 428.5 MHz. Input is both 1250FM and DATV. It's in a beacon mode while the system is being completed. However, 1250FM and DATV can pass through on a valid input signal. No DTMF tones are required. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Military. Bletchley Park Trust has received a grant of £250,000 from the Department of Culture, Media and Sport. The money will be used to fund repairs to this World War II code-breaking site, including work on the dilapidated roofs. The grant is said to help renovate the buildings and ensure that future visitors enjoy a really high-quality experience when they visit this world-renowned site. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Radio Scouting. Not only the WIA is in 100-year celebration mode, Bob Bristow tells us that the Boy Scouts of America are also celebrating 100 years. In 1910, the United States Congress officially chartered the Boy Scouts of America. The San Francisco Bay Area Council of BSA is hosting a centennial anniversary celebration jamboree at the Alameda County Fairgrounds on April the 16th to the 18th and part of the celebration includes two Jamboree of the Air stations where amateur radio will be demonstrated to youth and adult scouts. Information is available from www.100thanniversaryjamboree.org. The station will be demonstrating HF voice and code operations, VHF UHF voice repeater operations, satellite communications, radio direction finding and CW practice sessions.
The station, WZ6BSA, will be on the air. 7.190 MHz single sideband, 7.030 on CW, 14.290 on single sideband and 14.060 on CW. And on IRLP, W6CX, at IRLP node 3057 and N6LDJ, that's IRLP node 7712. No matter where you are in the world, if you can't make it to the fairgrounds, then please get on the air and talk to these scouts for their 100th anniversary. Rewind, a look back in history. Well, we've got two items this week, one by Jim Linton and this story, 62 Years of the Transistor. Where a calculator on the ENIAC is equipped with 18,000 vacuum tubes and weighs 30 tonnes, computers in the future may have just 1,000 vacuum tubes and perhaps will weigh 1.5 tonnes. So said Popular Mechanics in March 1949. But we all know, don't we, that just two years prior to that article in 1947, John Bardeen and Walter Bratton at AT AT&T's Bell Labs in the United States noted that the output power was larger than the input power when electrical contacts were applied to a crystal of germanium. Another worker at AT AT&T Bell Labs, William Shockley, saw the potential in this and developed the transistor. In an item in this week's online news from the NZART, they remind us that the term transistor was coined by John R. Pierce from the words transfer and resistance. The first silicon transistor was produced by Texas Instruments in 1954. This was the work of Gordon Teal, an expert in growing crystals of high purity, who had previously worked at Bell Labs. The first MOS transistors actually were built by Kang and Atala, also at Bell Labs, but fast forward to 1960. The transistor is the key active component in practically all modern electronics. Although several companies each produce over a billion individually packaged discrete transistors each year, the vast majority of transistors are now produced in integrated circuits or ICs. Complete electronic circuits are made by combining integrated circuits with diodes, resistors, capacitors and other electronic components. In 2010, a microprocessor, the heart of your home computer, could have up to 820 million transistors with a speed of over 3 GHz. Do you remember the XT or the 286 computer? Well, that computer from 1982 had a microprocessor that had just 134,000 transistors in it and a speed of 6 MHz. About 60 million transistors were built in 2002 for each man, woman and child on Earth. The transistor's low cost, flexibility and reliability have made it a universal device. Transistorized mechatronic circuits have replaced electromechanical devices in controlling appliances and machinery. It is often easier and cheaper to use standard microcontrollers or a microprocessor with an input and output circuits and write a computer program to carry out a control function than to design an equivalent mechanical device. And now in Rewind, we take a look back in history through the serialised written history by WIA Centenary Committee member Peter Wolfenden, VK3RV, with the assistance of others that has been published in the WIA journal Amateur Radio Magazine. Interference threatens experimenters. By the end of 1921, there were sufficient stations using regenerative receivers that interference was being experienced by all users of the spectrum in parts of the country. 
an improperly adjusted receiver actually transmitted a signal. The early fears of the WIA South Australian Division that this would occur had become a reality. Newspaper reports in July 1922 proclaimed that the experimenters' licences were in jeopardy. Again, the cooperation of all state WIA bodies was obtained to protect the rights of experimenters. At this time, a reduction in high licence fees was also on the agenda. The delay in making transmitting licences readily available generated a deal of impatience from experimenters and those wishing to open up the commercial possibilities of wireless. Basically, the only stations that could be received at the time were the coastal stations, ships at sea and a few land stations, including those operated by the WIA and the occasional official telephony experiment. A number of experimenters keyed their oscillating valve receivers, operating it as a low-powered transmitter, all highly illegal. Thanks, Jim. Well, that takes us to the end of WIA, the National News Service, for another week. Quick look at the social scene, 2010, May 8, VK3, and 10am as the Moorabbin District Amateur Radio Club's Hamfest at Brentwood Secondary College, that is May 8. Also in May 8 in VK4 is Brisbane Amateur Radio Club's Barkfest, Mount Cravat Showgrounds, 9.30am. June 12 in VK2, Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 35th Annual Field Day. July 17 in VK3, GGREC Hamfest at 10 August 1, VK6, the Northern Corridor Group Hamfest at the Cyril Jackson Sports Centre, Ashfield. October 29 to 31 is VK100 WIA, broadcasting from Westlake's Amateur Radio Club. And November 7, in VK5, the 2010 Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest, Rosa Street, Goodwood. Well, that's the end of the news. I'm Graham VK4, Baker Baker. Next week, it's down to Tassie and Reese bring you the Anzac Day edition of this, the WIA National News Service. Until then, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.